0: After 18 months of treatment, Mia is a happy, cancer-free, six-year-old. She just started kindergarten. She loves to dance and read and play. She has a gratefulness that we will never, ever know. Mia is our miracle. She is a special child. Her spirit is just bright and kind.
1: I know, to see her uh, her smiling face now and the love that she has for life and just every day she's gung-ho to take on whatever comes her way, it just, I think, gives both of us the strength that we need to help raise her to have a great life.
0: I cannot wait to see what God does in her life, but what we went through put a strain on our marriage. We were in survival mode, living every moment for our child. We had so much anger towards what was happening and towards each other. Her tempers were high.
1: It was uh, definitely a struggle. Um, I think there were times where I didn't even realize that I was in a marriage. I felt like we were two people trying to take care of a child who cannot take care of themselves it was all about what she needed, uh, what we could do, who's going to stay. Um, I, I felt sometimes like I didn't, I didn't even care about a marriage. I was focused on one thing and one thing only. But it wasn't because I didn't love her and love what we had. It's just we didn't get to work on us. Us got put on hold, and we focused on Mia. But it was hard. We argued about everything, you know, work, money, bills, Dr. Bills, um, who's going to stay at the hospital who's going to have a break and it was, it was hard. Um, Those weeks were hard at at Duke and at Printers.
0: I think it took us a long time, but we continue to work on it and it's something we have to take time for each other and focus on every single day
1: yeah I mean we we talk about it now and think there's a lot of there's a lot of couples out there who wouldn't make it and we could have lost it you know we refuse to give up and we're unwilling to accept that fate for us
2: what powerful and real stuff maybe you're sitting there thinking about your own story where you have found yourself saying enough I've had enough I can't do this I can't take this anymore well that's why we're doing this series and if you missed the first couple of weeks I want to encourage you to go back on our app or website and catch up you're kind of this is your first time today you're kind of entering into the middle of the movie now don't don't freak out or anything you'll you'll be able to follow along very well with what we're talking about today but uh, it's kind of like episode three. And so to get the first couple of episodes gives you a full picture of the journey that we've been on and that we are on as we talk about this thing of of enough. Today, we're talking specifically about what it looks like to live in limbo. Limbo. Typically, limbo is not a good thing unless you are at a roller rink And they're playing 80s music, and you're in line. How low can you go? You Remember those days? I'm sure they still do that uh, somewhere. Uh, My limbo days are long gone, uh, and I'm okay with that. We have all kinds of phrases that we uh, use to describe times of limbo. I jotted down a few. Maybe you will hear something that describes um, your situation and, and maybe how you say it. You hear people from time to time say, I'm just in a funk right now. I'm just kind of in a funk. We know exactly what they mean when they say that, right? They're in limbo. They're in between. I'm kind of in between now. Or I feel like things are on hold. Or I feel like I'm in a holding pattern right now in my life. You know, not much is happening. It's kind of like at a standstill. Or maybe we just come right out and say, I'm stuck. I feel stuck. I feel stuck financially, stuck relationally, stuck in a job that I want to be in or in a job situation. I just feel stuck. I'm not where I was and I'm not where I want to be. I'm just kind of in this icky, sticky, ugly middle, I mean limbo. Limbo is when you're between the start and the finish, The risk you took and the reward that you're hoping for. It's in between the prayer and the answer. It's in between the promise and the payoff. It's in between the problem and the solution. And don't we all know when you're in between a problem and the solution, that's a problem. Or at least it feels like a problem. Because when you're in limbo, you're just waiting for things to change. And if you're a Christian, you are waiting for God to change things. Or we say, I'm just waiting for God to come through. Because limbo is something that we tend to want to avoid, or skip, or fast forward through, or just get out of. It's downtime, and for us, downtime is dead time. It's limbo. I don't know how you feel that, and I don't know where you feel that, but I would feel safe to say all of us are in limbo at some point in our life, even now in some area of your life, maybe not in this area, but another area, because much of life is lived in limbo. In fact, I personally believe that most of life is lived in limbo. There's a reason that we call it a journey. There's a reason we call life a journey. There's a reason that we use traveling metaphors because we know we haven't arrived. Well, at least, you know, in theory. Of course, when you look at social media, you get an opposite story. It's easy to, to walk away from social media and go like, oh, it looks like everybody else has arrived and they're all where they want to be, except for me, I'm the only one. Oh, see, nobody has it all. Nobody is it all. People don't post limbo pictures, right? They just don't. They just don't post those pictures because the kids ain't smiling, the people aren't happy, things ain't working, you know. Nobody takes a picture of bills that they can't pay and say, check this out, you know. (laughs) Love that. No, you don't. But the truth is we all go through this. One of the wonderful benefits of being in a small group at the Summit Church is being around other people where you realize, oh, I'm not the only one going through something. Now, you may be the only one in your group that's going through what you're going through right now, but chances are somebody else has gone through this, somebody else will go through this, or at least, if nothing else, you can look around and say, hey, everybody's got their own mess that they're wading through. It may not be the same, but everybody's got something. Hey, listen, if you're not a follower of Jesus, we are so glad that you're here just investigating, checking things out, and even though you're not a Christian In the literal sense of the word, you go through limbo times too. I mean, it's a human thing. We all do. And I want you to know what you're getting ready to hear is some real, honest, reflective, authentic stuff of what we all go through. And I believe, and we as a church believe for you, that there's meaning and there's hope for you through this thing you're going through that's got you screaming, enough is enough. I'm in the middle of this and I want out. And ultimately, I believe that it'll take you down a path where you will discover how awesome Jesus is. And for a follower of Jesus, listen, Christians, it's in limbo where you really discover and understand that Jesus is enough. It's in limbo where that discovery is made. I know limbo times. I know what it's like to be in limbo many times during my life. I I think back to, um, a specific time in my, uh, early to mid twenties, actually mid twenties, about two, three years ago (laughs) when, uh, I was, uh, a full time pastor of a, of a more traditional church. And, um, had all these great ideas fantastic ideas you know in my mind and i'm passionate you know about this but i'm in a system that is dying and not willing to change and not willing to adapt and so that's frustrating. At the same time, I'm a full-time pastor. I'm also, back then, a full-time seminary student working on my second master's degree. And so I'm very busy. At the same time as that, because we just having a hard time making ends meet financially, I was a custodian at a local office store, local Staples. And so I would get there about 5 a.m. and start cleaning and buffing floors and toilets and, you know, buff toilets. You know, you clean toilets. You do all kinds of stuff. Just getting the store ready, you know, and scraping crap off the floor, literally, and all kinds of stuff. And so at the same time, we were in this period of, of life where our youngest daughter, Morgan, wasn't sleeping well through the night, and so not getting a lot of sleep, you know. And at the same time, Donna is pregnant with a child that we would eventually miscarry and she was having difficulty and so we got all of this stuff happening at the same time and i just kind of felt like i'm i'm stuck and God, I'm doing good stuff for you. I'm trying to prepare my heart and my mind. And here we are helping people. And I can remember early mornings, you know, mopping floors, cleaning toilets, thinking, God, I don't get it. I don't understand. This is, this, I feel like I'm not going anywhere. I feel like nothing's really surfacing. It's just going from bad to worse. And why? And what is up? And oh, you just feel, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? And I, and I know that's my story. I get it, I get it. But you got yours, okay? You just feel like, oh, I'm just stuck. You're in limbo. Well, what I want to do with the rest of our time is share with you three lessons that I have learned in limbo. When you are screaming, enough of this. And I'm still learning these, okay? I haven't mastered them. I'm still learning them. So jot these down, take pictures of them, whatever. Whatever. Because I think this is something that will help you as well. Listen, number one, when you're in times of limbo, you got to start with this. Everything is not okay. And that's okay for now. Admit it. Everything is not okay. When you're in times of limbo, uncertainty is a certainty and you're going to be kind of unsure. Now listen, that's not being negative. That's not being glass half empty. It's being real, it's being honest, it's being authentic. You know, I think Christians, we have a hard time being real. We have a hard time being authentic when we're going through times of limbo. We think that, you know, we're supposed to have the game face on at all times and God's looking at us and saying, I know things are tough, but you can't tell anybody. Shh, don't let on like you're struggling. Game face, game face, smile, smile, smile. No. Just like we get this idea that Admitting that we're going through a hard time is somehow bad prep for, I mean bad you know reputation for God. It's it's bad press for God. It's just give God a bad name. No, 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 no. God can handle reality. Christians do, man. No matter what, you know, no matter what happens to some Christians, and I'm not trying to pick on Christians. I am one. Okay, I'm picking on me. I'm picking on us. No matter what happens, bad. We're like, God's good, man. God's good. I'm blessed dude, your arm just fell off. (laughs) God's good. It's just a flesh wound. Just a flesh wound. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Right. Okay. So here's the truth. God is good more than you know. Okay. And we are blessed more than you realize, but it's okay that everything's not okay for now. You know what the world needs? The world around us, especially those that don't know and trust and follow Jesus, you know what they need? They need to see authenticity with a context of hope. Authenticity with a context of hope. Everything's not okay. And that's okay for now. Because see, what's going to happen when we are not honest about what we're really going through? The world watches and they're like, man, I got to get me some of that Jesus because when you get Jesus, everything just goes fine with you. You never have a problem. And then they come to faith in Christ and they begin to follow Jesus and then their world gets rocked and then they look, wait, nobody told me about this. And then no wonder people get discouraged when things get tough. Everything's not okay and that's okay for now. It's exactly what Jesus told his disciples. And we looked at this in week one of the series, but we got to go back to it because it puts us right back where we need to be. When Jesus told his disciples this right here, he said, here on earth, fellows, you will have many, not one or two, many trials and sorrows. You will. This is what Jesus said. But take heart. In other words, don't freak out, settle down. It's going to be okay. I have overcome the world. Jesus is saying, eventually you will be overcome. But it's okay because I have overcome everything that's going to overcome you. And so, since Jesus has overcome everything that overcomes us in Him and through Him and because of Him, we are overcomers. But Jesus said, It's gonna happen. Everything is eventually, it's not gonna be okay, and that's okay for now. For now. Uh, one more thing, and then we gotta move on, and I don't have a lot of time to spend on this, but one of the reasons why we have such a hard time, especially in America, as followers of Jesus with this whole limbo thing. He said, it's really only been in the last 200 to 250 years that Christians have gotten this thing in their head that life is supposed to get better for me and things are always supposed to work out for me because I'm a follower of Jesus. It's only been in the last 200 to 250 years that we've gotten that idea. In most of history, being a follower of Jesus meant you just signed up for a hard life. In the first century, if you claim that you were a follower of Jesus, they put a bullseye target on your back. You're a wanted man. You're a wanted woman. They're going to take you out. And all throughout history, you see this. There was only a few periods of history, and they were short periods of history, when being a Christian actually was culturally you know, the thing to do. It's what everybody's doing. And, and even then, you had to make sure you had the right version of Christianity and it had to be what the king said. You, you have to, you know, you have to worship Jesus the way the king says and you have to go to the church that the king says. And that's why America was started. You remember your history? Because a group of men and women wanted to worship God in freedom. So they left the areas where they were being persecuted for following Jesus, truly following Jesus, and they came to settle America. And since then, we've got this idea that now it's always supposed to be good and if something bad happens, something wrong must be going on. No, no, Jesus said, you will, you will, you will have trouble, it's coming. You will be overcome, but I've overcome everything that's gonna overcome you, so don't freak out. And by the way, the truth is, the reason is just for now that everything's not okay and that's okay is because this is temporary. Not okay is temporary. For a follower of Jesus... The earth is not your home. Heaven is your home. Heaven is your final destination. And just like in the series we did back in January where we talked about heaven. Oh man, what an amazing place. What an amazing truth and promise. That is your guarantee. That no matter what you're going through right now, it's temporary because heaven is your home. So everything is not okay right now. And that's okay for now. So everything is going to be okay, even though it's not okay right now. And that means I'm going to be okay, even though I may not be okay right now. And you're going to be okay eventually, even though you may not be okay right now. Because we have the hope and the promise that God is not finished and heaven is our home. Uh, One more quick thing In, in our house. I wanted to show you this picture. When you leave our front door, right on the right Uh, side right when you go out is is something hanging on the wall and I took a picture of it because I wanted to show it to you because I thought it's so cool here it is and I'll I'll read it to you because I know you can't read the words it says not to spoil the ending but everything is going to be okay I have no idea where my wife found it she just said hang it so I did and so but isn't that so cool not to spoil the ending not to spoil the ending but everything is gonna be okay Okay, but we start and that's so, it's so comforting. Okay, everything's not okay and that's okay for now. Lesson number two, when you're in limbo, a waiting period is not a wasted period <laughs> unless you waste it. We're in the middle, we're stuck at a standstill, we're waiting for things to change. We're waiting for things to happen. And don't we often feel like that is dead time? It's downtime. The downtime is dead time. We say it. We say stuff like that. Nothing's happening, man. I just want something to happen. I just don't understand why things aren't happening for me. No, 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 no. Things are always happening because God is always at work. A waiting period is not a wasted period unless you waste it. When you're on a journey, when you're on a road trip, you're going from one place to another, especially if it's hours in the car or in the minivan or truck or whatever you're taking, what's the classic question, especially if you're traveling with um, children? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Do you know why we're compelled to wonder that and ask that question? Because waiting is a natural part of any journey. We don't like to wait because when you're a little kid, we should be there by now, right? We should be there by now. We should be there by now. We should be there by now and life is no different. Many of you are looking in places of your life right now and you say to God, I should be there by now. Relationally, I should be there by now. I should be married by now. I should, uh, ha, we should have children by now. We should have had this paid off by now. I should have this job by now. I should have this degree by now. I should be healthy by now. I should be, and you fill in the blank, I should be this by now. Why are we not there yet? And then you're waiting. And it feels like you're, you're just wasting time, but it's not. A waiting period is not a wasted period. L- let me show you. In the New Testament, I think this is fascinating. The very first letter of the New Testament that was written is the book of James. And even though it's not, you know, listed first, Matthew is listed first in the New Testament, but the letter that predates all the other letters is James, written by James the brother of Jesus. And it's interesting how he begins his letter Before I show you, let me tie it back to what we talked about last week. Last week, we talked about Job. When we talked about forgiving God, even though God's done nothing wrong to be forgiven for. And we talked about Job's story and how much he suffered and what all he went through. Did you know, and I don't know if I mentioned this last week, that Job predates all the other books of the Old Testament. That Job was a contemporary of Abraham. And as far as we know, that's the oldest book in the Old Testament. And so the very first book in the Old Testament and the very first book in the New Testament deal with the same kind of stuff, enough, when you've had enough pain and suffering. So here we go. James is writing to the first group of Christians in the first century. And notice he doesn't begin with, what about the resurrection, y'all? No, this is how he begins. Dear brothers and sisters, this is how he starts. This is his lead in. When troubles of any kind come your way, not if, but when, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Now, he didn't say it would be great joy. He didn't say it would be enjoyable. He said, you have to make a decision. Your attitude, your perspective has to be, here's an opportunity for something great to happen in my life during this limbo time. I'm stuck. I want out of this. This has got to change. And this is what he says. This is, this is what the opportunity provides you. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Has a chance if you choose to. If you choose not to waste the waiting period, you have a chance to grow. So let it grow. Not everybody will. Not everybody does. The question is, will you? Let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, and I get it, sometimes you just want to say, I don't want my endurance developed. I just want that problem to go away. Are you with me? Hey, God says, no, I'm doing something bigger. I'm doing something different. When your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect. And the word perfect there does not mean sinless. It means mature and complete, needing nothing. In other words, you will be the kind of person God wants you to be. And you will be living the life that God wants you to live. You will become who God wants you to be. And you will end up where God wants you to end up when you choose to not Waste the waiting period. So the issue is not, when am I going to get out of this? The issue becomes, what, God, am I going to get out of this? What are you doing in my life? Now, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because next week, that's what we're going to talk about. We'll talk about the what. But the point is, waiting period is not a wasted period. Why? Because we are made in the middle. It's in the middle of all of this junk that we go through, where we are made, and when God makes us into who he really created us to be. So, get out your phones, take a picture of this. When you're waiting, while you're waiting, however you're waiting, here's what you need to do. Listen to wise people. Oh, find some wise people. Which probably means not everybody you're listening to is wise, okay? Not everybody that thinks they're wise is wise, okay? Are you with me? Listen to some wise people and do the next right thing. You know what we often do? Because we don't know everything, we do nothing. Are you with me? I find myself doing that because I'm a planner, right? And I'm one of those people and maybe you're like me, you're like, I like to know what's gonna happen next. I like to know, I like to know, I like to plan. You know, I'm ready for everything. If that happens, I'm ready. If that happens, I'm ready. If that happens, I'm ready. I don't like to be caught off guard. I'm a planner. I plan to plan. I can be spontaneous if you give me five minutes to plan for it. I can, I can. That, that's what makes me so romantic, is I can, I can plan to be spontaneous. <laughs> right, but I, I need to know what's going to happen next. I, I'd like to know everything. I'd like to know everything. You know, here's the deal. You're not going to know everything. And, and, and often when we can't do, you know everything, we do nothing. And that's why we say, I'm going nowhere. I feel stuck. I'm just kind of here in this icky, sticky middle and I feel like nothing's happening in my life. You know what we need to do? Do the next right thing. Not the next five things, not the next three things. Find the next right thing and do that. And then what? Then find the next right thing and do that. Then find the next right thing and do that. And then thing by thing by thing by thing after thing after thing after thing, you will journey your way through a limbo that you couldn't see the end of do the next right thing and trust God, trust God. It comes back to this over and over again. I know it sounds cliche. I know it sounds trite, but it's not. You trust the Lord. Lesson number three, because if God brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. If God brings you to it, Whatever it is, whatever limbo it situation you're in, if God has brought you to this, he will bring you through this. You know what that means? You are not stuck. Regardless of how you feel, regardless of what circumstances may indicate, you are not stuck because God is always at work in ways you don't know, in ways you can't see, in ways you can't feel. If God brought you to it, God knows exactly what he's doing. He will certainly bring you through it. The apostle Paul wrote something magnificently encouraging to me. And I think it will be to you as well. And, and, and listen again, if, if you're not a follower of Jesus, what I'm, get, what I'm describing right now is what you're, you're going to miss out on. You need to embrace Jesus as your savior so that you can discover this this deeper perspective because everybody's going through crap, non-Christians and Christians alike. We all go through limbo. But because of Christ, we begin to see things that otherwise we would not have seen. In the first century, from prison, behind bars, Paul, the apostle, writes this. And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. He said, I'm confident. Here's the promise. God started me down this road. God's gonna take me through this journey. God put me on this journey. God's gonna take me through. He brought me to it. He's gonna take me through it. And when you're in limbo, the way out of it is always through it. I know what we want. We want God to kind of cherry pick us out and say, I'm going to take you out of that completely. Most of the time, it's not that situation. Most of the time, God says, no, I brought you to this for a reason and I want to carry you through it. It's going to be painful, yes. It's not going to always make sense, no. But I brought you to it, I want to carry you through it. That's hard, but it's true. The beautiful thing is, is that God looks at your life and he sees the beginning and the end all at one time. God's not limited by time and space. He looks at your messy life situation that you're in that you want to stop, you want it to be over and you just want to get past all this and God sees where you are, but he also sees where you began and he sees where he's taking you. He sees it all at one point. You say, well, I'd like to see that. Nah, you probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't because we want to rewrite it no, I don't like how that's going to play out. Comes back to saying, God, I trust you enough that if you brought me to it, you see it all. You see it all. You're going to carry me through every single thing. The way out of it is through it. All right, let me put them back up here again. Okay. Everything's not okay. And that's okay for now. Now you can take a picture of it. It's all there waiting period is not a wasting period, so don't waste it and if God brings you to it, he will bring you through it so um, college student you're in college I mean by definition you're kind of in that middle stage of life, right kind of at the beginning and you're not you're not where you're, you're not thank goodness you're you know past high school and all that drama. Right, and so the question is: What are you going to do? Where are you going to be? Where are you going to do? Where are you going to be? What are you going to do with your life? Where are you going to be? Where are you going to go? Where are you going to apply? you you know? Where are you going to move? Where are you going to? You're like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And even though you make up stuff and you pretend like you know, you really don't know, right? I mean, you have to say stuff, you know, because the people that are paying for your college they want to know stuff. And so you you just know you have this deep urge to sleep in and drink coffee and eat. That's what, what I knew. That's what I knew in college. I wanted to sleep in, drink coffee, and eat. Here's the truth. If you're in college, you need to know this. Right now, you're in this icky, sticky middle, and you don't have everything figured out, and that's okay. For now, that's okay. everything's not okay, it's okay. And you're in a waiting period. You're doing school, okay? You're growing character. It's not a wasted period, so don't waste it. And if God brought you to this, he'll bring you through it. Hey, singles, listen to me, singles. Some of you are single and you like it that way, okay? So I'm probably not talking to you. Some of you are single and you're just like, I just need a man, I just want a woman, I just need love, I just want a date, you know? And you see your singleness as a sentence to get out of. Now listen, everything's not okay for you right now and that's okay for now. Think about about what you go through. You're in a waiting period, but it's not a wasted period. God's doing things in your life. God's working on you. Maybe the reason why God has not brought that special someone into your life because you ain't ready for them. Maybe they're just too good for you. God's got to work on your heart a little bit. Or maybe God's working on them. Waiting period's not a wasted period, so don't waste it. And if God brought you to this, are you with me? Do you see how this fits? God to bring you through it marriage those of you that are married you're going to you're going to encounter all kinds of limbo times like oh when will this be over not the marriage but you know <laughs> maybe you'll get to that point it happens hey, why didn't we make it married you know but limbo times where you're waiting for your situations to change and to get better god you got to help us here Everything's not okay. Hey, and that's okay for now, for now. Don't waste this waiting period and God will bring you through it because he brought you to it. Parenting is one limbo season after another. It just is. When are they going to start sleeping? When are they going to start, you know, feeding themselves? When are they going to be out of diapers? This is never going to end. When are they going to, when are they going to stop talking? That never ends, you know. When, when, you know, you fill in the blank, you know. When are they going to stop needing me? When is every sentence going to stop with mom? Hey mom, hey mom, hey mom, hey mom. You know, when, when will the drama end? When will they take responsibility? When will they come home? Are you with me? Parenting is one unending limbo season, it seems. And some of you with your kids right now, maybe you have older kids that have made horribly unwise decisions and you're trying to help them walk through the gunk of that. And you feel like as a parent, okay, I I worked so hard. I trained and I equipped and I trained and I did everything right. And when I get the payoff, when is it gonna show? When, uh, When is my hard work gonna be seen? You're in limbo. Everything's not okay. That's okay for now. Thank God for now. Just, it's just for now. It's not a wasted period. God will bring you through it. He brought you to it. Hey, maybe in your job situation. Okay, everybody's got a different limbo. Maybe you're in between jobs. Maybe you are without a job and you think this is just a waste of my time. God, what are you doing? I am so full of talent and I'm so full of ideas and I'm so full of potential and I'm so full of passion and you won't give me that job. God, what is, I don't know. I can't answer that question. I can just tell you this, that it's just for now. It's just for now. It's okay. Go ahead and say it. This is hard. This is difficult, but this is not a wasted period. Waiting period is not a wasted period. While you're waiting for the job you want, God wants to do some things in your life. Be faithful with what's in front of you. Listen to wise people. Do the next right thing while you're trusting God to carry you through what it is he brought you to. Some of you, it's a health thing. When am I gonna get better? When am I gonna get better? When am I gonna feel better? We've done everything. Or maybe it's a financial thing. When are we going to get some breathing room? When are we going to get a break? When, when, when? It just seems constant, constant, constant. Hey, let's be honest. Everything is not okay, and that's okay for now. And, and, and we're, we're going to see what God wants to do while we're waiting. We're not going to waste it. And God will carry us through every single thing he's brought us to. I don't know how you need to apply these three things to your life, but you need to do it. These are the truths that we discover in God's Word. These are the lessons we learn in limbo. Let me pray for you. Let me pray for us. Father, help us to discover that Jesus is enough when we're in limbo, and we're going to be there a lot. That's life. It's a journey for a reason. And I know that some people feel like they've been there for a very long time, and it just seems to drag on and on and it's unending. Father, help us to know that even though it seems long, it is temporary, heaven is our home. And we're not wasting time. You are not wasting time. And this time is not wasted. You are always at work, even when we're waiting put wise people in our life and help us to listen to them help us to discover the next right thing and do that and continue to trust you knowing that if you brought us to it you will bring us through it that is not just a nice little thing to say that is not a cliche that is truth so father we trust you we trust you because in limbo that's the only thing that makes sense Because of you, we will not be shaken. Even though we have questions, even though we don't understand it all, we have the confidence that you have overcome everything that will ever overcome us. So in you, we are overcomers. We hold on to that truth in Jesus' name, amen.